1: Bye.
2: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast presented by Points Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. You get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Well, the weekend is off to a real crappy start. <laughs> Happy Saturday morning to all the Cub fans out there. Cubs lose to the Dodgers 4 3 in extra innings. Um, Cody Delmendo, Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer. We told you we do the post game show no matter what time. Cody's cracking a spotted cow. Man, this one just one's up there with the worst games of the year. This is a game where you should have beaten the Dodgers. Keegan Thompson deserved so much better and they let him hang around long enough just enough for a rare bullpen meltdown.
1: Yeah. Like I under Let me just start off with I understand that I should not be this angry for a team that's like 16 under like yeah. I get it you yeah. don't have to tell me you don't have to say it in the comments like I know but when you when your potential top three of the rotation type pitcher gives you that performance against that lineup you want to win that day yeah you know what I mean Keegan Thompson went out there and and shoved it down the Dodgers' throats, and we're talking. We're not talking about the Reds. We're not talking about the Pirates. We're talking about the best lineup in baseball. Arguably, maybe the Yankees are better than that. Better than them, at least as far as a lineup. But like, he went out there, and honestly, the five and two thirds is where it starts. Like, he easily had six, and I don't like. I don't want to yell about say a drop in the baseball, but that's like. You knew you knew it was yeah. gonna loom large. You knew it was. And it's just so frustrating because like you get that kind of performance out of your starting pitcher and you lose a game like that. I know it wasn't all say his fault. I mean, the Cubs still had the still had the opportunity to win the game. So David Robertson definitely deserves a lot of blame there too. But it's just so frustrating, and they and then they made it even. It was like the Cubs stuck the stake in their own hearts even harder in the tenth <laughs> inning, when you get the ghost runner on second base and you hit two dribblers back to back to the pitcher. Like I don't know how much easier MLB has to make it for 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 a game to end faster for 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 a game, for a team than to just to just like allow it and and. Like, they make it so easy for you to score that first run and you can't do it. There's some stat Ryan's probably going to say that he said off air. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm all over the place, fellas. I I understand it's 12, 25 a.m. on a Saturday morning, but like, I'm just, I'm just so mad. This is, this was the, like, we talk about all the dumb losses. Remember that, that extra innings loss to the White Sox? I think there was one like a week or two ago that reminded me of that one. Like those were just dumb losses that I was pissed off about. Like this is this is like a tough loss. This is a like you should have won, and it would have been a huge win if they did win. And you lost because of your own doing. Like you give credit to the Dodgers for you know doing the things they did, but at the same time they they didn't they they shouldn't have been in this position. They should not have at least tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Ryan. Yeah, it was like eleven of the last twelve automatic runners haven't scored something like that. Like no, it's it's brutal. And you know, the I mean the, the it's crazy because like you at you look at the um the the offense and they gave him three runs, you know, the Nico home run, uh which I'm kinda of mad about because I swear I picked Nico for who he got. I, I swear I picked Nico yeah. and also to look back at sure. it and say uh, anyway. Um but then that happens, you know, Hap gets <laughs> there you go. Apparently I picked Saya. Uh, uh, I I don't remember anything. Anyway, um, that's
2: what you put in the slag, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I you like made I'm you gonna... made your choice, and Cody and I each get a point, yeah. and you have now dropped into third place. I don't know. If, uh, what, we do you we haven't said that. Yeah, what? <laughs> how, Hold on. how do I how do I not get a point? My guy had what should have been the game winning RBI, but he also He, had he drove in line. the last two runs of the game. He he put he also, him in. He, he gave them the chance to win the game. It's not his fault, say I can't catch the ball. It's not his fault, Robertson can't throw a strike. He had a two plan, though. There's there's no way up. I'm not taking at least the a point. Pack. I stayed up till one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I watched Cubs baseball, and my guy had two RBIs, and one <laughs> of them was the game winning RBI until the bullpen blew you it. Blew, and say it's I'm taking a point. You didn't pay point. To do that,
0: man. You did just do it, it out, out of your own It's too late free for though. me to
2: be up, not to earn a point here. That's the way it's going to be. I don't have ice cream. I'm cranky. Dave LaCroix says <laughs> in the, uh, In the chat, can it really be a rare bullpen meltdown when it happened twice in the last five games? Yes, Dave, because the bullpen has been one of the better parts of this team this year. Overall, yes. I will admit, you should be a little bit, we can talk about it later, but you should be a little bit worried about uh, David Robertson and his sudden inability to throw strikes and close out games because trade value. (laughs) Down big time.
0: Anyway, so I forgot what I was saying, but oh. shout out to the people! Shout out to the people in the chat. Forty-two people watching right now. It's yes. almost we, got, we even
1: got a. We even got Thanks. a super chat.
0: Yeah, we got a super chats on Lil yumper.
1: Lil yumper, yeah, yeah. he yeah. joins us on Twitter, Twitter Spaces sometimes. He's also in the chat a lot
2: too. It's, so it's shout too out to small. Him. It. I'm here you for said, the Cody fire. It. I it yeah. Um. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> appreciated. in the morning on a Friday, <laughs> or like, technically a Saturday morning. The Cubs just had a bad loss, and we got forty-two people in here. Like, love that. Um, also, I, I didn't even realize it, and I, it's hard to blame the offense because they gave them the three runs, and they gave them, you know, again the Suzuki air. Like, that's a run. That that's Keegan's out of the inning if Suzuki catches that. Robertson, that's two in the same week that just just couldn't get it. Like, you know, couldn't had no control in the ninth inning in a save opportunity, which that just hadn't been him the whole year, really. Um. But I just realized, like after that, so Hap got the double, and then got thrown out. Uh, you know, Suzuki's comebacker got he got thrown out. Which, well, we we should talk about that too because Suckliff's commentary was awesome. Uh, that was <laughs> cracking me up. But um, after that, the Cubs went over fifteen the rest of the game. Like they did not put a single base runner on. The, the automatic runner didn't you obviously didn't get him home. But like that, you can't even count that they were over fifteen. They didn't have. No hits, no walks, nothing. I'm like I, I didn't I, I think because they were up three nothing and we were like it was so worried about the bullpen that you didn't realize like the offense just shut down. Um, again, you can't really blame they gave him three runs, a three nothing lead going into the what, seventh inning almost or sixth inning, three one lead going into the seventh. Like the way the game was going, they should have won. Um yeah, it was it was it was a tough loss. Just tough loss all around, I think. I mean yeah, I mean it's, hard, it's hard. The Dodgers' pitching staff is so good. So again, it's hard to put any blame really on the offense. But it just yeah, like Cody said, it was one of those losses where it's like a bad taste in your mouth because it was a very, very winnable game up, up until the ninth inning. Very winnable game. Tenth inning, even very winnable game. And yeah, nothing comes from it.
2: I mean, poor Keegan Thompson. You go five and two thirds, no earned runs, eight strikeouts. He he starts the game by striking out Mookie Betts, looking. The first two times he comes up, he made Justin Turner look silly on a slider and another strikeout. Um, you know, I mean, he has shown that like he now can throw four pitches and any of the four pitches can make a really good batter in the majors look bad. Um, I'm starting to get on Cody's Keegan Thompson for mayor. Uh, I And I always say I, I've worn small sample sizes. It's, it's on half a season, I know, but. He made a really good hitting ball club, one of the best in baseball. And some of the best hitters in baseball look silly out there a couple of times. Like Justin Turner. Justin Turner looked terrible. Mookie Betts kind of looked back on the second strikeout like, who is this guy? What's going on? And Turner kind of gave the same thing like, what was that? You know? So mm-hmm. are there positives to come out of this game? Yeah. I mean, Keegan Thompson is 100%. I think the real deal, I I think he is yeah. uh, a legit one or two potentially for the Cubs moving forward. I don't even know if he's going to be a three. Maybe I'm just being optimistic tonight, but I really think he's got uh, he's got some special makeup, and especially think- because he was we talked last season how he was, you know, playing around between the bullpen and starting. We weren't sure. And maybe he should just be a bullpen guy he yeah. said he's, he's taking this opportunity when I personally didn't want him to get it early on. Cause I was like, he's doing too well in the bullpen. Don't give him the starting role. He's taken it and he's shoved it down our throats. Like, stop, I'm good wherever you put me mm-hmm. and hats off to him. You know, he's gone and done the work. He's worked on new pitches. The new pitches are working. Um, that, that's what you want to see from a young pitcher. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, Sutcliffe was pretty impressed with him too. It's always fun to hear another, a, a different pitcher. You know, Jim DeShays does a great job too. It's uh, it's just another former major leaguer who's impressed by him. And whenever you get former major league pitchers that are impressed by a young pitcher, uh, it's always somebody to pay attention to.
0: Yeah. I was, uh, Luke, we, I think me and you both were kind of on the like leave Keegan in the bullpen, like multi-anyway. I Cody was, too. was more on yeah. the. I think Cody was like the first one of us to really say, okay, I like give him the, give him the starting, put him in the rotation. Oh, give him the, yeah. Give him for chance. sure. Yeah, yeah. Cody's the um, first
2: one to jump always. Yeah. Two feet but in. I,
0: I think we're both <laughs> in that, in that spot now. Me me and like, all three of us really are in that spot. Like Keegan, no matter if, you know, Smiley, Miley, Stroman, had, everyone's healthy at the same time. Like Keegan needs to be in that rotation. He's been so, so good. And it, it's always one of those things where it's like, he has it, right? Like he just has it. And like, you, you can't put – you can't put that – you can't look on fan graphs and, and measure what that is. You can't go on StatCast and go – he just has it. He has something about him that you look at him, the confidence, the the stuff, the just the whole mixture of everything that he brings, and it makes you think, like, this guy is going to be good. I don't know if he, he's not going to be I, – I, I, won't, I won't say he's going to be an ace starter, all-star, a perennial all-star, Cy Young candidate, any of that kind of stuff. Like, he's a long way to go before he's that. But he just has something that when you watch him, you're like, this, this guy's good. Like, this kid can pitch. This kid has a ton of confidence in himself. Like, this kid, he has it. He just has it. And, and that's, like, you'll want pitchers that, that are like that. You'll want guys that can go out there and shove every night. Even if the box score doesn't always look great, you look at them and you're like, dude, like, this guy, this guy's a good pitcher. He's not going to be his best every night, but he's a good pitcher. Keegan was really, really good tonight. Honestly, he deserved that quality start. Say I had the air, and then, you know, he ended up not getting through six. Keegan was good again, and I – that Baltimore and New York are starting to look even more just like what's – I don't even know what the word is, like abnormal. Like those – I don't even know what yeah. the word is. But the, the outliers, there you go. Those, that oh, that Baltimore, that New York start looking way more like outliers because really outside of those two, just like every time he's pitched this year, he's looked really good, and I, I that's – if you're looking at guys that are going to be on the next great Cubs team, like Keegan's starting to prove, like he's
2: part of that. Quick question for you. uh, Based off a comment from Dave, he says Keegan's our ace. Um, Obviously he's, he's not the ace based on experience, been there, big games, all of those things. Um, You would have to go Hendricks or Stroman there, but do you feel like he's the ace just based on the eye test, based on how your gut feels when a game is about to start and he's on the mound versus somebody else on the mound, is he starting to become the guy you're most confident in in the Cubs rotation? In in well, that way is he becoming their ace?
1: I mean, I said it the other, I think I said it last week, Luke. I was like, Keegan Thompson's becoming must see TV. He's becoming like every fifth day when I hear when I learn that he's the one starting, it's like, I mean, I'm gonna watch every game anyway, but I'm gonna have a, a little bit more there's a little bit more kick in my step or or whatever you want to call it. Like, there's a little bit more pep in my step. There you go. That day leading up into his start, like, he's been that good. He's been that dominant in certain points of the season. Like, it's just, as far as, like, an ace, I mean, I still think we need to see more. But, man, has he really developed over the season compared to last year? I mean, remember, last year he got called up. In his very in his major league debut, he I think he pitched in the double header against the Dodgers at Wrigley Field. And like no one knew who he was. And he pitched well in that game. And then he was just used as, as out of the bullpen until after the trade deadline. And when he they made him a starter after the trade deadline, he was not good. He did not perform in any of those starts after after the trade deadline when he actually was a starter. So coming into this year. I really just didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, well, last year he was good in the bullpen and he did not do well as a starter. So I expected him to be a a bullpen weapon, like we've talked about. And now that he's been able to develop pitches over the course of the season while also just maintaining what he already had. And like, I wouldn't say that he's going out there and and dominating like a Jacob DeGrom type guy. Like, only certain guys can do that. But like, he's. He's going out there and he's simply just getting outs. Like he it's very rare when he gets into a tough situation and things blow up in, in 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 a bad way. Like he doesn't let walks uh ruin his outing. He doesn't let um you know bad luck ruin his outing. I mean, I know he only went four innings the other day, but in those six infield hits or whatever, but you know, he still only gave up the two runs in that start against the Red Sox tonight again like only two hits and that Freddie Freeman hit that second hit he allowed was a was you know was the gods giving one to the Dodgers because that wasn't <laughs> hit very hard and it was you know he he took it the opposite field you give credit to Freddie Freeman there he's a great hitter but like he there were the Dodgers not only were they they had did they have eight strikeouts but you know they weren't making any real good contact at all they weren't getting any hits so you you know he's he's just really transformed himself into like, again, how I, what I've said about certain other players, there's no way that this should be a three or four year rebuild for the Cubs. When you have just developed your own homegrown starting pitcher. And when I say developed, I should say developing. And you've already seen so, so many good things out of him already. We're not even in at at the all-star break yet. So yeah, if you want me to t- tell you some some positive. It's like, yeah, Keegan Thompson is a guy you mark on your roster next year, and you're like, okay, this is a guy you want at in the top three of your rotation. I don't know if he's your number one. We got to see if he can do this for a full season, then, yeah, I'm going into next year thinking this is our ace. I want him and Marcus Stroman top two of the rotation with Justin Steele if he pitches like the way he's been pitching since the beginning of June the rest of the year. Like, I want those three at the top of my rotation – or maybe you sign another, uh, you know, you sign a, you know, a top end starter in free agency, and then you just had add more depth to that rotation and, and go from there. But like, yeah, Keegan Thompson to me, if he pitches like this the rest of the year, then yeah, I'll probably will talk myself into him being an ace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, Cole, it's you, we, go ahead. I was going to say, we talked about that on the, the, the Twitter space earlier. Like we were just kind of saying, like listing off some of the guys and we were like, they have, they have building blocks, man. Like, they don't have they don't have those uh, franchise players. I don't know I don't know what they do yet. The Cubs, but they have really solid players who are, a, a lot of them are young. Like Steele, Steele's coming into his own. Keegan looks better and better every start. Nico's look great this year. If they keep Hap around, I, I I think Hap could be you know I I don't think this three months is a fluke. I think you know, have could be coming into that, you know, becoming that player that the Cubs want him to be right. Or thought that he always would be like, they have good players. And that when you're the Cubs and you have the resources, you could go out and, and grab those franchise stars, right. You go out and grab a Carlos Correa if he wants to come to Chicago. Right. I guess, like you said, Kobe, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be till 2025 that the Cubs are, are, you know, irrelevant or can't win the championship. Like, I mean, they're not going to – again, we talked about it on the Twitter space. Like, they're probably not going to win a World Series next year. There's no reason they can't, you know, compete for one of those wild card spots if not the division. The division isn't isn't the, the NL West. Like, the division can be winnable if they put the right pieces in there. With some of these young guys and some of these guys that they have under control that are doing really well right now. Like, I, I don't – you know, Stroman said it uh, right before his rehab. He went on a rehab assignment. I hate things they are only a couple pieces away from the Cubs, and like you know, the more and more a lot of these guys consistently perform. You know, Nico hit the home run today. Keegan was good today. Justin Steele, uh, when he pitches again, you know, if he can keep kind of this train rolling, he's one of those too. Like, there's guys on here that hey, maybe they are only a couple pieces away from competing. I'm not saying World Series, like there's still a long way to go for that, but to compete for even a wild card spot, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why 2023 can't be that year. With, with, with the way some of these guys are playing like again it's it's they still got what is it like 78 games left to go in this season like there's still a, still a while to go but there's there's potential and a lot of these guys that, and like it was hard to say that a month ago when they were losing 10 in a row but right now wow. it's, some of these guys are, are
2: looking a lot better Ryan, are you trying to say the cubs could be competitive next year <laughs> They're supposed to be competitive. I don't either. want to put words in your mouth. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I like. I do like Dave's comment. He says Keegan is probably the Cubs' best pitcher. That doesn't make him an ace. Not every team has one. I, I totally agree with that. Like I wouldn't use the term ace. I'm just saying my gut tells me he is the best pitcher, and yeah. maybe he will have that potential. Like he's he's the one guy when I see his name come in the box score before a game or a lineup or stand on the mound before a game that I'm most excited about seeing pitch. So in, in that way, he's just taken huge steps, and he he pitched an ace-like game against you know basically one of the best teams in baseball with some of the best hitters in baseball making them look silly. So that part of the game was impressive. Cody, were your bets as impressive as Keegan Thompson in this losing effort?
1: Guys, I came so close to hitting another parlay tonight. <laughs> I came one leg short. I had Keegan Thompson over three-and-a-half Ks. I had Nico Horner, two total bases or more. He hit the homer, so he had four. And then I had Saya to hit a homer, and oh. Saya didn't hit the homer, and just brutal. But I did put those bets out over on my Twitter account, uh, so if anyone at least just took those single, at least you won some money tonight. But, uh Sorry. This beer is, uh, you know, it's doing its thing in my system right now. Uh, I made those bets on points bets, my favorite app. I, you know, I'm going to wake up in like eight hours and roll over and try and do this all again tomorrow uh, or this morning, whatever. Um, it's also, it, I love it because I can do that in the morning. I also love it because it's the best way to support CHGO. And when you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. It'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? I don't know if we have any Dodgers fans in here, but I wouldn't have blamed you if you live bet the Dodgers after, say, dropped that baseball tonight. Uh, Probably could have gotten at plus money. Not getting Dodgers at plus money a lot this year. I'm just saying you could have. I'm surprised that I just didn't do it just to hedge with my own emotions. Anyway, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and the faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
2: Hey, uh, you know you're wondering, how did I make it? How did I make it all the way to 1244 a.m.? And there, and here's the answer. I want to tell you about Owen, a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that will work as hard as you do. All their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. I heard that Bears quarterback Justin Fields was following this plant-based diet. He loves Owen. So Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at owen liveowen or owen.com. that's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code C-H-G-O-20. Join me and Justin Fields, try Owen, only what you need. Uh, Dave Courtney, by the way, uh, asking on the chat, who are the Cubs going to sign as a free agent? Like, what names are out there? And Did you hear the comment during the game by Sutcliffe?
0: Uh, yeah, asked about Alexander Trey Bogarts. Butler? And he's like, yeah. "What do you
2: think, Trey Turner, Correa, or something?" And he jumped in and just said, "Xander Bogarts." Yeah. And there was like, there was like, complete silence out of Boog. Like yeah. he didn't know how to react. And then, then I think Sutcliffe paused for like two seconds himself. he's like, "Can can I say that on here?" <laughs> it was it was really uncomfortable. But you know, obviously, those are some names that are going to come up. I think Turner will stay with the Dodgers, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to answer
0: that question, I think. You know, it it, well, Jed and Carter aren't going to play their hand, especially before they trade anyone, right? We won't know, like, really what they're targeting. Um, but if you just look, kind of look at the positions and just look at the rumors that we've been hearing, like, you definitely think they're going to target one of those shortstops, whether whether those guys agree to move to a different position or take over shortstop and then they move Nico around somewhere. Regardless, I think one of those free agent shortstops, if I think Bogarts has to opt out and Correa both have to opt out. Like, those have to happen. which is expected? And then I think you can – I think just from what we're hearing, you expect them to – the Cubs to be after one of those guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, outside Nico of that. No, Nico, some great plays tonight, again. Oh, the yeah. Uh, the That's
1: defense. Happened. I mean, this was the Nico Horner game. If you wanted to put, a, put together a highlight reel, man, he had some great defensive plays. He hit the homer. Dude's becoming a vibe, man, if he isn't already in your eyes. I mean, I'm just saying, he's, he's, it. it's genuinely, it's really like he, like the Jordan meme. Like I took that and I took that personally when, with all of us on social media crying about how the Cubs didn't sign Correa and then he went to shortstop and he's like statistically the best defensive shortstop, at least in the Wait, national say that
0: again? What'd you say?
1: Statistical, statist, I can't say it. Statistically, statistically, <laughs> there, it there you there go. Statistically, the best shortstop in baseball t- 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 as far t- t- as defense. T- t- <laughs> 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 uh But I mean, on the other hand, though, it's like, well, you could have signed Correa and then had Nico up the middle too. So you know, I get, I get where people are coming from. But uh you know, we've talked about on plenty of shows. You know, as far as a guy up the middle, I mean, I. Correa or Bogarts would be my choice. Uh, I, I'm with Luke. I think Turner probably goes back to the Dodgers. Um, but I know Bogarts' power is kind of dipped this year, even though the numbers, like the slash line, still really good and everything. But he only got he only has like five or six homers. So if you're looking for a power boost, Correa would be your your guy. Also, youth too. So um, yeah, I, yeah, I
0: I also think you're looking at the starting pitching market and seeing what. Could be added absolutely. There. Um, you know, he, Str- assuming Strowman doesn't get traded, I don't. I don't think he. And I never really thought he like that was like, I was. I always lean more towards he wasn't, and I think with you know him missing a lot of time recently, like that is even lower. Um, so I think you kind of go into next year with Strowman, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson as as three of them. Hendricks, um, you know, you hope. I, I think he's yeah. I will Killian probably too. Um, but I do also think you could uh, – the Cubs would definitely take a good hard look at, like, some front-line starting pitch. Off the top of my head, I don't know if there's, like, aces out there to that are going to be free agents this year, but definitely, like, proven veteran, big league, like, potentially all-star caliber starting pitchers. I think Jed and, and Carter kind of take a good hard look at what's out there um, mm-hmm. because, again, like, it's even when we talked about, like, this year like if those five were healthy the entire year that starting rotation probably would have been okay if wade miley starts the year and doesn't get hurt drew miley doesn't have this oblique strain and strowman's not in and out of the rotation like that probably okay you know but they had no depth they know depth when right. they did get hurt so i think yeah. you look i think the cubs do look at starting pitchers and trying to build more depth than what they have what they have still right now because when you're seeing guys like like Adrian Sampson and Matt Schwarmer and you know guys that have shown some flashes, but uh, you know haven't proven themselves as starting rotation guys. But they're coming up and having to go multiple turns through the rotation because you don't have that much depth. Like that's that's something that needs to be addressed.
2: Well, and For you sure. still have to see what whatever you're going to get out of Alzali this season when he finally does pitch. Like there's no need to rush and say, well, we need this many starting pitchers. Although I would say. That a half a season of really really good alzali still wouldn't be enough for me not to want to add to the rotation because of what you just said. They didn't have enough depth, so like having Carlos Rodon on the, in the rotation or somebody like that uh, added to alzali Thompson, Steele, Swarmer, whoever whoever some of those guys might be is not just a bad. Sign thing. Just Let him duke it out, and you let him duke it out in spring training because you're going to need all of them anyway.
1: Yeah, just sign Degrom. Hopefully, ops out. Sign Grom. I'm in.
0: Yeah. Dave, signed yeah, to Dave,
1: Grom. I'm. Mm. Yeah,
0: Dave Lacroix says statistically spotted cows are up one nothing on Cody.
2: Statistically, they, they are. Yeah,
0: statistically, <laughs> they are.
2: <laughs> um, um. Oh, hey, can bye. we talk
1: about? We were talking about Suckliff and his comments, but like, oh, yeah. okay. he was cracking me up. Um. Uh, like I, they, you know how they sometimes they'll, they'll like get David Ross on for like a half inning or whatever. Yeah. And he like Sutcliffe, he like starts the interview off. He's like, "Hey, Rossi, uh, because we're playing the Dodgers, you want to tell us about the the that one that one NLCS in 2016?" Like he was saying it like no one had ever heard about the story before ever. Like it was like the most bizarre like five minutes of my of of the of the night because like I don't even know like that. It's hard to explain but like Dave Ross like explained it in the most bland way possible. Like like he had explained it for the 1000th time like no one watching had ever heard of what happened in the 2016 <laughs> National League Championship series but I was cracking up with that. And I was cracking up over when Ian Happ ran over tyler anderson or that's what i was tyler, looking oh my God, I'm or, or at or tyler anderson me. he wanted to fight him ian oh, yeah, so yeah. i
0: would have so ran down from the booth
1: seriously joined that brawl if it happened. he would have been he would have been the cubs version of uh, of hawk harrelson there
2: i, I, been I was so gonna say to that's 100 percent what it was it was it was yeah. a younger version of hawk harrelson hang on boog i'll be right back i gotta go check on ian <laughs> yeah right
1: but like I, I know some fans oh, don't man. really like like don't like having like the full on homer which I don't understand that because Harry Carey is like you know like a legend but like it's I you never get like that type of broadcast from JD or Boog and you never got that from Lynn and JD either or even when Bob Brentley was in there so like it's kind of nice every now and then to get Suckliff in there and let him get all yeah. you know get all hyped up over like it like that type of situation or just when he gets to talking about the future with the Cubs. I mean there was a there was a moment they were talking about all the young he was talking about all the young pitchers he mentioned like DJ Hers and and all these other guys in South Bend right now and like he just again it just kind of hyped me up. It's like like I get like I get that they have to do like. Boog wants to just kind of be neutral at the end of the day. Like, he'll – obviously, he's going to be more excited when when the Cubs score. But, like, you just – you don't get that Homer vibe out of him. And you never got that from Lynn or J.D. either. So it's just kind of nice every few games to get, like, that vibe.
2: Just to – just so you can be like, yes, uh, yes, like – He did still give you – he did still give you the honesty. He said flat out, and he was 100% right, that – Martin wasn't going to have a good inning. Like yeah. he started the inning, he's like, I can be honest with you, I don't feel good about Chris Martin this inning. And then it was like, <laughs> boom, home run, gone. Like yeah. maybe a minute later, he hit that home run. Um, and he, he, you know, that's, that's not second guessing, that's first guessing. So I will say that he does, while he will give you the homer feel for a call, which I don't mind, it's not the full homer, which does kind of bug me sometimes. It's like, you know, I think, Eddie Oda does a great job in hockey with the Blackhawks of it. Like, you know, he's a Hawk through and through. He's like a Blackhawks player fan for life, but Mm -hmm. he also is this national voice who will also be critical and has his way of pointing out that was a bad play or yeah, just like Sut, those were some bad at bats. Those were bats Mm -hmm. given away that that bunch should have been laid down. Like you Mm -hmm. can mix those two things together and that's kind of, you know, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason. Everybody loves different announcers for different reasons. I like the combo of part Homer, part analyst that knows exactly what he's talking about. I'm okay with that. You know, like a yeah, yeah. mixture of it.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I, with JD, I feel like you you get that analyst. You also get the dad jokes, and then you <laughs> yeah. know, with with Boo, yeah. you get you get the analytics, like the the advanced analytics. And you know the play-by-play, play. The play play. and then like before that, Lynn was just strictly play-by-play. Play. It felt like more often than not, and him and JD would just go on these random tirades about the most random shit. You just never, you, again, you never really got like the Homer feel. You would never there. You get great calls and great moments, but like again so it, it sounded like Sut was gonna go to freaking war for ian Hap in that moment like he was gonna yeah, get was... up and go out there and go battle <laughs> you know what i mean and like i just find that so funny
0: <laughs> yeah but he was he was uh Sutt was hilarious like, he was cracking me up i don't i don't get to listen to a lot of games especially yeah. not when yeah. Sut's on because well he does a lot more road games but like I don't get to listen to a lot of a lot of Boog and JD or whoever else is on, especially when, it, when you know it's at home. Um, no, Sut so was so was cracking me up today. Um, <laughs> just saw a tweet from uh, Megan Montemurro over the Chicago Tribune. She said Keegan Thompson had a season high twelve called strike of this fastball versus the Dodgers. "Quote: It plays up in the zone. If I can locate it up in the zone at the top of the strike zone and get a lot of swing and miss." Or balls in the air yeah. if we contact and trusting it in the so in the strike zone, um, yeah. Twelve called strikes as fastball and his location was kind of on point today. Yeah, um, I don't know what the what the waste where I know he. I think he had um,
1: eleven,
0: something like that. But he threw yeah. he threw that slider the second must – He actually had a really balanced like a secondary part of the repertoire that that four seam was fifty one of his ninety six pitches. Then he threw a slider thirteen times, the cutter eleven times, and the curveball eleven times. Like he was definitely trying to command that fastball and establish that, which he did, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but then he had a really good mix of that uh, of of all his you know other pitches and that slider that that nasty one to Justin Turner to strike him out like that was that's kind of like where you are like okay like yeah slider slider's looking good <laughs> the yeah. slider that he's been developing is looking pretty good
1: right. Uh, other thing. One other thing from this game that we haven't touched, and this this, this I, if you want me to throw some criticism to Sutcliffe was and was in this moment, Sutcliffe like loved this moment, like he was so happy that it happened. Was when Patrick Wisdom bunted to move, I think it was Ian Happ to third, yeah, in that in that inning, and I I was pissed off because it's like you're it's your power hitter hitter up there, and you got to and you got zero out, I believe they had zero out at the time if if it wasn't zero out it was one out. They definitely mm-hmm. had less than two outs. And so you had There's Ian no Happ it's, was it no else? okay. You had yeah. Ian Happ at second base after he knocked those three runs in. So the Cubs had the Dodgers on the ropes like they were hitting the ball well that inning. Patrick Wisdom bunts to move Happ to third. I understand you're up 3 to nothing and you you know the Dodgers pitcher is is really good but like I didn't understand why you're bunting. You are the power threat the power threat. <laughs> and then it leads to Saya hitting that comebacker. And then Ian Happ gets caught up as we talked about earlier in between third and home. And yeah, I know Saya gets a second base, but man, like you'd rather, you'd rather have that runner at third. Uh, again, like it, the whole point is Patrick wisdom should never be bunting. Never just never be. And, Like Sutcliffe, like loved it. He was like so happy that that Patrick Wisdom bunted there. He called it like a team thing, and I'm uh, I'm just like, yeah. In like the '80s, brother, not in 2022. (laughs) Like that that that's that honestly that that's the part of the game that outside of Seiya making that air. That's the game, or that's the part of the game that made me most mad because like. They the Cubs had the Dodgers like they could have added on another run or two there. No outs, a guy on second base. You're and you got the middle of the order coming up, and say has been hitting well. Patrick Wisdom, we were just free, we were literally just talking about how great he's been last night, and he's bunting. I I don't know. If it, I, I'm like, with if, you. If, if, I don't know if Rossi had like the bunt sign on or if he just did it like if Wisdom just did it for like himself like I. He had some good swings against Anderson too. I know the first at bat he had against Anderson, he he hit a liner out to center. It ended up being caught, but he he hit it hard out there. I and again the Cubs were getting hits off him that inning. I it, that is what it is, and that and that comes back to the point of not getting more runs. You know, Say's error is being highlighted a lot tonight because it is like the difference basically in that game ending or ending in extras or not, but. If the Cubs just scored more runs with the opportunities they're given, then we we're not even talking about it. We're probably we're, we're probably just saying like, yeah, we hope we don't see that again because that was a really bad error. Like that might have been the worst error of the year. Like even Jonathan VR wasn't that bad. Like I, I don't know. I, it's just
2: I liked the Morel bunt uh, when he came up to beat the shift, like to, to make them think about you can't pull the shift on me. He bunted on a left-handed pitcher. Who wasn't going to be able to make the play. I was okay with that bunt. I know what you're saying about wisdom and the flip side would be uh, what some people are saying in the chat is he also strikes out a lot. So at least he moved the guy the over. Playing. I just think your team's not very good and <laughs> you're probably going to have to score a lot of runs to beat the Dodgers. You're not going to win too many, like two to one games, three to two games. And it proved out to be that way. You probably would have been better off with some guys, You know, coming up with some big hits as opposed to playing small ball—it's—it's a tough call. I
1: just—if
2: they were in a pennant race, I'd—I'd have a bigger problem with it, I guess. You know, if if that's mm -hmm. what it came down to. But I—again, that—I know what you're saying. He was amped about it, and I wasn't as amped about it as he was. Yeah, and again, I—it's—I
1: understand the Cubs are 16 under. It doesn't matter. But when you think about how the game is played in the year of our Lord, 2022, like if you're going to, if you're going to do small ball, like do it with guys that make sense, not with Patrick wisdom who leads your team in homers and has been giving you good at bats. Like, if okay. If he doesn't, like, I understand he's a strikeout like possibility, but like you'd still rather have that and still have the runner at second base than, you know, any like hitting into a double play, I know that doesn't make sense in this scenario, but like, that's like another, like, you'd rather if you had a guy on first base and a power hitter coming up, you don't want him to bunt. You'd, you'd rather him strike out than him hitting into a double play potentially. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the point I'm making and,
0: and, uh, for other scenarios. But like, yeah, yeah. guys, know. I got Sean Anderson from the CHGO White Sox Tell me to pull this up. This is the run expectancy in these certain situations. And you could see, you know, run around first, nobody out. Yeah. You, you eight point three one out uh runs scored in those situations and what happens when you bunt run around second one out oh the run expense expectancy that? goes down six four four so uh. to it's, it's your point Cody Patrick wisdom probably shouldn't be bunting there I'm
2: I'm breaking out of uh. five this is too much math for me to look at oh. on one thing <laughs> yeah there's a lot of math flashbacks to like fourth grade through like <laughs> Junior year in high school, I'm, I'm breaking out in a rash right now. Please get the math off my screen. <laughs> I went into television so I didn't have to do math. That's for, for Brendan Miller to take care of for us.
1: <laughs> he would be really proud, though, that, that we actually had used one of those on our show, though. That, yeah, so. he probably would. Anyway, that that's basically the last thing from that game that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So I talked that. that and I hope I hope David Robertson figures it out, man. I it was just a bad week. He you know, he blew that game against the Brewers uh earlier this week, but then he just close he he just helped them close out the last game against the Brewers too. So I'm not too worried, but I will say the Cubs might need to move him sooner rather than later if they want to really get their true value for
2: him right now. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, well, you know, we uh, all know what we're gonna move? all gonna need tomorrow. You know what you guys should do? Get some get Strava. Ready with, get Strava. the Strava. Get the yeah, Strava get out. Ryan, just do it. You know, it's helped thousands right. of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specially coffee infused with organic, spe- organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp that doesn't make you high or hungry, but it offers real benefits that can help you. You'll feel alert and focused without the jitters, despite... Doing a show at one o five in the morning. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, it's all small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Using the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save at the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Cody, at what point do you put down the spotted cows and start your Strava? There, Luke.
0: We lost him. You lost me? I lost lost Cody. Cody.
2: You well, hear me now? I got you. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah. Did sorry. you guys lose me like too,
2: it. or did we lose Cody? Yeah. No, just Cody. I okay.
1: acc- accidentally pulled the cord on my microphone I'm <laughs> trying to, try to myself. It's um too
2: early in the morning. See?
1: I had I had some Strava the, this morning and yesterday. I'm gonna need to get more Strava soon. And I maybe can't a midday wait.
2: Strava. When you have a night like this, you got to do a midday Strava.
1: Yeah, you're right. We we have like go. we have a Keurig and we have all kinds of different coffee. Like we don't ever run oh, that's out. Nice. I just I got Strava and I just added to our collection, so we're just we're just busting through all the K cups.
2: Hey, let's so. let's do two things before we go today. Uh, first of all, hats off to Wilson Contreras, right? Yep, absolutely. And he will tie All-Star. Gabby Hartnett being the third start of his All Star career, right? So mm-hmm. Gabby Hartnett, the only other Cubs catcher to do it three times, is starting catcher in the All Star game. Hartnett, the Hall of Famer six all-star appearances, but three of them yeah. as a starter. So, you know, it's almost a hundred percent chance that it's his last one in a Cubs uniform, unless he comes back.
0: He um, might not even be in a Cubs uniform when it happens. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's, that is the trick. He doesn't, does he actually tie Gabby Hartnett if he gets traded before the all-star game? I don't think yeah, he's getting traded before the all-star game. I don't
0: game. think so either. Um But Man, I also, if the, like, he, you know, he's, Only a tenth player in Cubs history to make at least three starts in the All Star Game. If he, you know, does make it there, only ten other, only nine other guys uh, that have ever played for the Cubs. That doesn't mean the names are Ernie Banks, Andre Dawson, Stan Hack, Gabby Hartnett, Billy Herman, Don Kessinger, Ryan Sandberg, Ron Santo, and Sammy Sosa. So,
1: yeah, pretty good. That's That's a bunch of Hall of Famers and a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame and should have a statue outside (laughs) Wrigley Field.
0: (laughs) Good company to be in for Contreras. But, like, me and Cody talked about it on the Twitter space. Like, this – I mean, you saw it coming. As soon as it opened – the voting opened a month ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. if he wasn't – like, you look at the stats, and the stats have remained constant, like, almost the entire season. Like, he was hands down number one, like, a shoe-in to be a starter. Like, the fact that he was – I think that update from, like, the, well, Friday morning, I guess technically now, from .com was, like, it was 67% Wilson, 33%, I think it was Duval. And even that felt like, how is that not bigger? Like the Braves yeah. fans are showing out because, I mean, Wilson, he leads in basically every relevant, you know, stat that everyone that matters. He has like a, a sizable lead. I think I think him and Will Smith actually are tied for like 13th in home runs or something like that, or not tied for third, tied for first with 13 home mm-hmm. runs, something like that. But everything else, he he wins. He's hands down. The best offensive catcher maybe not defensive but it's the all-star game like no one cares about defense in the all-star game that defense isn't isn't getting you a starting spot it's who's going to be provide the most offense the most fun at the All Star game and that's bolson so um yeah well, or
1: Molina would tell you otherwise with the uh, ten that he has that he didn't deserve, probably,
0: but you know, right. fan voting though yeah, right? They talk about the fan vote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but don't no, get he, me star you know,
1: about fan voting,
2: brother.
0: He, he, uh he deserved it. and the, I mean there was no other option. like he 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 was the number one the, the he was gonna be starting catcher as soon as that voting opened. I don't think anyone thought any any different because he just the numbers jumped off a page best offensive season of his career so far. Um, just the leadership stuff. On top of that, like he's become the face of the Cubs. Like that, all that mixed in, he's you know that's he's a starting catcher. It was yeah. it was it was a done deal as soon as voting opened up. Really,
2: we just said please don't mic him up during the game and ask him about getting ready to be traded. Man, <laughs> um, if they do that back to back years, Jesus, yeah. Uh, so, hey, I- the rest of the series, I, it looks like it's Stroman and Smiley. Both back from the yeah. injured list. Right, yep. What do you expect to see out of those two guys? I mean, it's been a long time. Smiley hasn't pitched since the end of May. and yeah, May 30th. Yeah, and Strowman is early, early June when he got just destroyed by the Cardinals. When he gave up the lighting, nine runs and four innings, three homers, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, for Strowman, it's more of just, you know, you said it earlier. I think it was Ryan where you said You know, he thinks that you know the Cubs are just a few pieces away from being, you know, a good team, and you know I'm glad he thinks that. That kind of sells me a little bit more on why he wanted to come to the Cubs, because a lot of people, a lot of people have their conspiracy theories behind that, and a lot of people thought maybe the Cubs would try to flip him. Uh, We're never going to know as far as if they're going to flip him or not at the deadline because he's been out and he there's no value in moving him right now, but um, I think for him, the rest of the season, you're just, you're hoping to get what you paid for, right? You want to see uh good starts out of him uh, to go into next year. And then smiley. It's like, all right, man, we need like two or three real good ones out of you. So we can flip you for like Mookie <laughs> bets or some shit. Right? Like, I mean, that's, that's the yeah. way I'm looking at it. Like you're hoping that he's one stays healthy and two, you, you can move him for yeah. something. I, I really don't know what you're going to get for, for a guy like drew smiley. Who's, you know, a little bit older. They're like every you. You know who he is. He can eat you innings and this and that. And I mean, the Cubs have moved guys like that plenty of times. We've talked about it at Inzal. They've been able to do that. Hopefully, they can. I I feel like he's someone. If they move him, they're gonna get like a 18 or a 19 year old guy who has high upside, perhaps. But since it's Drew Smiley, probably has a low ceiling at at the point of the trade, but has potential to to really. Maybe change eventually, but we ain't gonna know who that is. I mean, yeah. I know. I mean, maybe we could call one of the prospect Cubs prospect guys and be like, "Hey, who, who do you think we to get for Smiley?" I I don't know, but that's that's basically where I'm at. So Sean, also, Sean's I see, I see, I, I see Sean in the chat, and I just want, I just want him to know that I'm not gonna talk to him for a while. So
2: <laughs> Shane's Shane's going to sleep. He's he's had enough. <laughs> I think you've had Shane enough, I feel like you're right there with Shane. Um, yeah, I I think uh, I think well, I I feel good about wrapping it up. You guys feel good. Anything else you want to talk about from this game? Uh, yeah. Anybody on we the talk about Javi? Hard hitting yeah, question I, or comment? I, I, I
0: was just gonna say, our team asked if we see Hap in the All Star game as a reserve. Um, another thing, me and Cody talked about in the Twitter sp- Twitter space earlier today. I think he has a better shot. And making the reserve than he ever did making it as a starter because of the fan vote. I think yeah, his his name doesn't get the fan service that Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, even Josh Peterson at this point. Like he wasn't going to get voted ahead of those guys, and I think he ended up like didn't even crack top ten. It was like fourteenth or fifteenth, something like that. But his numbers are up there. He has great great numbers compared to a lot of the guys that will get voted in. Um, so it's it's a you know it's a peer vote it's a player vote so if a lot of these guys look at that and kind of take the name out and just look at the stats i think half has a shot will he make it i mean we'll find out on sunday but um i think he has the numbers to warrant a spot on the all-star team i think he's definitely deserving and if it's like if he gets voted that's not like oh don't be up in arms that he got it i think he would deserve an all-star spot but just kind of, you know, we'll see. Still, it's still a toss up to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, know that he will or, or won't.
2: I think he lost a vote with Tyler Anderson probably in the game today, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I think he should at least have a shot at it for sure, right? Yeah, why I think not? That's fair. Um, do we want to talk about Javi Baez? Sure, you want to do it real quick? Yeah, drove, I mean, I drove in quick. another run against uh, Sean's White Sox since he's on here on the chat here, and yeah. you know, it sounds like they were. From what I could tell from Twitter, and Sean mm-hmm. let us know, it sounded like they were razzing him or booing him on the south side. And so uh, Javi was at first <laughs> base always waving it alive. and egging it on in classic Javi bias style. I would think that he's, from that group, that he's the most disliked by fans on the south side for exactly that. Just Undoubtedly. The, the swag, bravado, all, all of it, right? <laughs> undoubtedly
1: this is like not know. even close like that's why i thought it was so bizarre that they decided to boo anthony rizzo of all people except for the fact that he's a yankee now but whatever i i they that fan base has always hated javi Baez, and i've always th- yeah. thought it was so funny <laughs> just because the hate, like the hate was never you have you, have you have a you have a similar type player playing shortstop for your team too but hey whatever this guy wears blue pinstripes i get it uh all I wanted to say about the quotes is just like you know, always a he's a, he's always gonna be a Cubs legend. Uh, but I think a lot of us are pretty o okay, maybe not okay with him gone, but like I think we can move on faster with him gone than some of the other guys. That's just my opinion,
0: though. So yeah, when he yeah. does eventually come back to you know play at Wrigley, like he's gonna get that huge standing O you know, the emotional, the thank yous, the maybe he'll get the, the stuff, all the presents that the Ricketts gave to Chris Bryant last year too. Um, he's always going to be a Cubs legend just from that 2016 World Series. But like you said, Cody, I mean, he's struggled this year. I don't know that he struggles to this point if he's still on the Cubs. I think the change of scenery, the the, the pressure to live up to that contract, definitely sure. it definitely gets to him just like it gets to a lot of players you see that sign yeah. big contracts like that. Um but I, I think just long term, I mean, and I think we kind of said it with the rest of them is like it was kind of time to move on. I think Jed kind of has acknowledged that himself too. Like he held on too long to all of them.
1: The, the uh, biggest... it, was
0: time, it was just time to, you know, really just uh, the, the, the trade deadline sell off was insane. Mm-hmm. But I just like overall was time to just like start trying to figure out how to get good again. Cause uh, right. yeah, I don't think you saw that team as a, as a World Series winner. You know, after especially after that eleven game losing streak, like that was kind of the nail in the coffin. This team wasn't going to win again,
1: right? I just, I think the thing that is kind of, if of things that I've read on social media regarding him and just like the entire, like the old core in general, is just like so many people are so they're still set in their way of thinking that this team would be better with all three of them now. I think the team would be better if we had one, maybe two, depending on who those guys are. But Schwarber would help. Schwarber would definitely help. But the thing is, is it's almost like no one cares that Schwarber is gone. I don't see anyone on Cubs Twitter complaining about Kyle Schwarber leading the National League in in homers or being top two in homers, at least. Like, I don't see. But everyone wants to talk about Javi. And it's like, this guy has a 71 WRC plus. (laughs) Look
2: at Lead Sean trying to stir things up on the Cubs podcast. The Rickets are cheap buys will always be valuable because of his love and power. <laughs> this, this is our challenge. owner on the south side. This, so this, this is this the big last one that, off season. This is, is what I deal man, with doing
1: for you. <laughs> this coming is what I Rickets. do. This is what I deal with on CHGO bets daily for fifteen hey, minutes a day. There's,
0: there's <laughs> someone. There's someone in the chat that's always coming after Rickets. The name is escaping me, but I'm like, that's Sean. Maybe it's Sean's yeah. burner.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Sean's yeah. burner.
2: <laughs> he's just trying to stir things up.
1: He says, Schwarber is a peacock and the Cubs needed to let him fly.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my oh, God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, I, again, it is. I think it all is what it is. But again, like I, I do, you know, you read the quotes that he said saying that, you know, he always will love the fan base and all that stuff. It, it does hit home. Cause yeah, even though I don't think he's as good anymore. And I, you know, the, the way that his contract projects out, like he still is like, a he still did so many things for the Cubs as not only off on the field, but off the field too. And just terms of, you know, becoming being one of those players that helps like grow the game. Like I always said, he's like one of the more overrated players that ever played for the Cubs in my life. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more of just like so many kids love that guy when he was with the Cubs. Like, because of how he played the game and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it is again it is what it is. I, you know, I, I, I am cheering for him to play better. You know, I hope, you know, after maybe in the second half of the year, after a whole year, uh, or half season, uh, and you get that all-star break, you know, hopefully, you know, he figures it out. I, I did, I did notice today when I was looking at his numbers, the strikeout rate is significantly down compared to recent years. So, I don't know if that has to do with Weiss not playing well too, but you know is that Chili was always Davis that the, was always my thing.
2: Is Chili Davis the Tigers' hitting coach? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what's going on know. over there. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys got going this weekend? Anything big? It's We're going to Taste of weather. Chicago.
1: Taste of Chicago on Sunday.
2: They no, still I'm. Do uh, that? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's
0: yeah. Magic, this actually. weekend, yeah, yeah. The first time in like three years.
1: Yeah, I'm um, going. I'm going on Sunday.
0: I'm going to get some. Um, you know, I got a big softball game on Monday. Huge, uh, big time. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been dealing with a squat injury. Um, I was able to play through it last, you know, two weeks ago. Um, so just, you know, just, just keep getting treatment on it day to day. Stucky, you, know, just, you
1: should come and be our coach. We need a better coach. <laughs>
0: You know, I'm staying off my feet. are we doing a, a rough, podcast on Monday? We are, yeah, but oh, like exactly. at like 2.30. But
1: oh, that, hey, means the, me? that, that means there's a, there's, there's, there's a game that night, though. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Long past yeah, it's, my
0: bedtime.
2: I could coach.
0: Yeah. Sean called me yeah. a warrior. I am kind of a warrior, you know, playing through the pain. I haven't been put on the high all this season yet.
2: Um, but You guys don't want me as a coach. I'd, I'd be the angry old man cursing at everybody.
1: That's what we need. We would, we need, Let's we need go. someone to, we need someone to yell at us, yeah. and then we also need someone who's going to yell at the other team when they start putting us down. Because we need, we need that, we need yeah. that, uh, you know, That's we, need a little we, Lou we need a little Lou We need a little,
2: little. Let's Lou be Piniella. honest. I'd, I'd be the, I'd be the Tony Larusso of coaches at softball. I'd be asleep in the dugout. You'd have to wake me up and say, "Hey, we got to take the picture I'm like, "Where am I? What park is this? How did I get on this bench?" <laughs> no,
0: Luke, my we, need some,
2: we need someone to get
0: that red ass, man. Especially when Cody steps on second base instead of tagging out the runner when there's no force out.
2: Like we God, need somebody to no get one the red ass gonna let red that
1: man. go. Not going to let that go. Huh? Oh, damn.
2: <laughs> Who is that guy? Is that manager Steve? Who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Cubs lose four to three. Uh, they get Stroman and Smiley coming up this weekend. Maybe they can still win.
1: Split the they, series.
2: They could split the series. Yeah. Would you can still sit there. That's like a streak.
1: Is you not losing I, I a guess series? Not, yeah.
2: Really, you got, you, the streak is over. But they haven't. Probably. You could say They haven't lost a series if they could somehow get a split. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You got that, a good that, shot tomorrow with Marcus
1: it. Stroman, but again,
2: big, big, uh big hill to
1: climb after not pitching for a month. Have to face one of the best lineups in the game. So
2: yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> tough. Yeah. All right, we're wrapping it up, 1.22 a.m. Thanks for uh, everybody on the chat that stuck around to talk about a crushing Cubs loss <laughs> to push them closer to 20 games under the 500 <laughs> mark. Uh, thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Have a great weekend and fly the W.